Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and with me tonight are Sue Timberlake and the amazing Mr. Roberts running the board. Hey. <laughs> and, uh... Thank uh, goodness. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> It's weird. I just found out that I've actually got a, a, a cracked molar, and so I've been sort of trying to eat very carefully, and, and, and like it was causing me a lot of pain last week. And yet now, today, I'm sort of like, I feel great. <laughs> now, what were those three agencies, de- departments, cabinets you wanted to get rid of? <laughs> Rick Perry? Oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll give you a little slack tonight. Is that the <laughs> no, you don't have to. Just, you know. <laughs> be kind. Right? Don't, try, don't trap you too much. <laughs> I thought you had to be cruel to be kind. Yes. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to know. I missed that lesson in life. Um, well, I heard it from a. Uh, I read it in a letter from this woman, Cleo. Mm. <laughs> so you know, as I'm, a. Rep- I'm, I'm not sorry. No, <laughs> I'm sure you're not. As a you know, as a Republican who believes in using power well, you know, when I'm down, that's when you kick me. <laughs> So I heard um, somebody who I'm learning to enjoy, Jonah Goldberg, and he was doing, he's at, um, I think he's at National Review, or he's a fellow somewhere, Mm -hmm. and he said his uh, dogs were sitting with their martinis, his two dogs, and uh, they were talking about how it was good that they were successful, Mm -hmm. and they said, dogs need to be successful, but also cats must fail, Mm. and you know, there is that sort of feeling out there that it's that kind of a game right now. That, you know, that's, you know, if we're dogs, we stick together. And if we're cats, we stick together. And mm-hmm. Republicans and Democrats. I, I think I told it's you. It's rough out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading my book this week. <laughs> um, yeah. Is politi- <laughs> Political Tribes. I got it from the library, of course. Amy Chua. She, yep. she wrote the Tiger Mom book. Yeah, the <laughs> Tiger Mom. She's a pretty famous uh, professor at Yale at this point. And mm-hmm. this is really sort of a political history of... The U.S., but she talks about group instinct and the fate of nations, and it's really interesting because it it shows how, while we're awful, <laughs> yeah. the USA, I mean, we're awful. We do awful things. We there, actually there's, are- There's un- lots of ugliness in the history, yes. We do a lot of unusual things, too, and it's I'm about halfway through, so I don't know the end point, but um, it's really quite something. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Wait. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to mention, though, before we, we oh, get into sorry. that, I, I'd love to, to talk about that. I'm gonna, I am got something I want to say about that. But just before, we do also like to hear from our listeners. And if you want to pop in and join us, uh, you can uh, get us in touch with us a few different ways. Uh, you can Twitter at us, at CivilPoliticsFM. Tweet. <laughs> twat. So I don't know. <laughs> something. Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio is our Facebook uh, community. Comments there uh, also get looked at. Uh, I swear. And uh, Civil Politics Radio at valleyfreeradio.org is our email. Uh, we try to check these things even during the show. Uh, we do have a website called civilpoliticsradio.com with links to previous episodes of the show and other things like that. Um, and uh, when we do reference things and we try to post uh, links about uh, things we talk about, uh, we use the hashtag civil references to make it easier to follow along on politics. Uh, sorry, on Twitter. And Facebook. So, <clears throat> um, getting back to what Amy Chua was saying. Yeah, and it and it's I like I said I'm only halfway through, but it's a really interesting argument because it's all the horrible things we do to people, immigrants. Mm-hmm. You know h- how our tribal behavior, and yet at the at the core of it, there's still sort of an American belief, a, a USA belief, not American, because obviously there's a couple of Americas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> south and North and, you know, there's Canada. There's too. more to America than us. <laughs> than yeah. us, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like we are not the world, even though people think we are. Um, it's very, it, it's, it's really challenging because just when she shows you how awful we are, then she explains some of the pieces that go into that and why it's different here in the USA than it's in other countries around the world. And you were you were mentioning something before we went on the air. Yeah. Well, you're reminding. Oh, John, did you want to jump in with something? I was just uh, thinking about the. We were talking, um, and I just randomly said, like, the U.S. is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like the like just the 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 how we relate to anything is just odd when you compare it to a lot of under other countries especially countries like west quote unquote western countries or or first world country i don't even know um 
colonizer like, countries. Yeah, colonizer. Yeah, 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 colonizing countries. Um, to use Wakanda speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I well if we're <laughs> we're odd. In yeah. the way that we do politics, in the way that we do, yeah. um, how we relate to our leadership, mm-hmm. uh, how we conduct like voting and things, like it's mm-hmm. it's weird yeah. and it's interesting, and it's and it and that's the thing that I think that keeps keeps the U.S. like in the uh, world zeitgeist, I guess, uh, because you never know what we're gonna do. <laughs> We have you. Nobody has any idea what's going to happen next, and that's just the way the system originally was set up. It's almost like, like organized chaos a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's well, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's the the three the three ring circus is supposed to be. Uh, I'll post the uh, Scoffs Rock video. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the three ring circus is supposed to be in equal power so and only one of those is supposed to be stable for the most part even though that can be mutable too so but the lifetime appointments to the judiciary exactly Mm -hmm. the judiciary should is pretty stable but the other ones ish goes crazy (laughs) well (laughs) you know ever widening gyres is the line it's insane (laughs) the center does not hold yeah yeah, someone coming just like has that has never heard about this before they would be like what is happening (laughs) right now how does nothing's working but it does how do you pay your bills but you do kind of like it's anyway it's it's a little bit um in the management world. I'm just going to go there yeah, for yeah. two seconds. The the theory they came out with is that the big companies that had loose tight management, mm-hmm. really tight management, but then there were all these little places where you could go, put slush money and start a little entrepreneurial mm-hmm. business inside these companies. That loose tight management made for success. So it's really tight here, but the states are doing that, I and mean, it's really tight here. It's, it's you know the metaphor that comes to mind for me is to think about it the way is biological. Think about the way cells try and maintain homeostasis. Like there are processes where the cell is like like pulling in you know pulling in water and expelling water. It's it's building something up and tearing something down all at the same time, and you know like like it, that is pretty natural. Yeah, and <laughs> and and in your body, you know, it's never just like. Uh, uh, you know, cells are growing and now cells are dying. It's like it's like they're sort of doing both at the same time. Sort of both of those processes are sort of ticking over, <clears throat> and while the thing is healthy and thriving, they're in basically in equilibrium, so they keep going. But then, uh, at you know, at certain points, like oh well, this promotes growth, or this you know, like the cell's getting weaker form, and it's dying, form. so now it's gonna the the process that kills it happens. Or it's like a little bacteria and it says, oh, there's not much sugar left. I think I'll go into a spore form for a little bit here and wait until the weather's better. Right, exactly. And it, yeah, it's all that stuff sort of happening. Uh, you know, it's very interesting so, in our government. So it, it's, it's the whole sense. Nerds. <laughs> Rock on. <laughs> I mean, Wakanda forever. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, but what you mentioned with it, uh, mentioning Amy Chua, the way you talked about that uh, uh, reminded me of before uh, we were on the air well and and just now actually really like triggered something in my head so oh 18 years ago when i was a younger fella (laughs) um but i was in grad school at umass and um uh do you know reading a bunch of history and whatnot and there was a book by a fellow named emile durkheim he's a french sociologist i think and i don't remember what it was called exactly one um, of our listeners will write in, you know. I'm that. sure. <laughs> but anyway, the thing I remember, the, the takeaway I took from it was that uh, Durkheim basically talked about, like, when you have a, you know, a larger society, a complex society like ours, where you have, like, you know, it's not like, hey, well, we're all related or we all know each other, you know. Um, then you have basically two sort of modes of a society cohering, of holding together, because we all have to sort of agree that we want to get along. I mean. You know, otherwise it turns into some horrible free-for-all like The Purge or whatever, like those crappy movies. Oh, on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, so one of them was called Organic Solidarity, and the other was called something else, and I don't remember what the other one was. But basically it boiled down to uh, the one I don't remember the name of is we're all— 
basically the same. We, you know, we're all French, you know, French-speaking Catholics uh, who believe in the king or whatever. You know, yeah. like we all have these things in common. A tribe, by her definition, right? A yeah. tribal approach. Yeah. You know, like mechanical. Thank you. Um, so we're all coming together, and and what makes us a, a, a unity is we all sort of agree on so many things that like we can. You know, we all sort of can take a lot of stuff for granted. So the other kind he talked about was organic solidarity. And what's interesting is, like, he meant organ in terms of, like, the organs of the body. Like, you know, like, the heart can't do it on its own. The spleen can't do it on its own. The kidneys can't do it on its own. But they all serve an important function. And if they all pull together, then you have a healthy, thriving body. And why do they pull together, I wonder? Well, and that was... A uh, threat from outside? Uh, or... Or you know a good story that was one of the one of the really oh the legend yeah the value of uh, legends and case case well, studies and yeah. I mean I, you know and like the classic I mean you Jamler said the U S is weird <laughs> and I think one of the ways in which we're weird we're exceptional you mean <laughs> yes which sure is, honestly that's that's another word for it yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the American exceptionalism where that is a uh, a term that can be positive or negative, mm-hmm. um, definitely. If you if you just take it, at, we're exceptional, you know. Then that's that is going, you know, you're you're American. Settle down a bit. Yeah. But um, if you look at the, the the systems that we have, they are exceptional. They are they are they are out of the norm. They are uh, unusual. Unusual. They are. They are really unusual. Yeah. Um. And it was set up that way because you have to have an unusual solution to a to, to get a away from the Brits. Well, I mean that the mechanical versus organic. Like that, yeah. the Brits are very set. They are. This is. This is how it. How it is. They had red jackets know? on and a white cross across their chest, and they yeah. marched in straight lines. Yeah. So exactly. we could shoot yeah. them very easily. Exactly. <laughs> like we, like um, like uh. So we during had, the revolution, right? they were like, we were doing terrorist acts. You know, like they're like how unfair they why? said. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we supposed to meet out in a field? Why are you shooting me from the trees? Like yeah. we had snipers. So now they the, didn't know about that. So now the terrorists do IEDs, and we go unfair. Right. I mean, I, people I, do I, use what they have to. Yeah, do. yeah. Exactly. Well, that, that's that's so true. That, but that is exceptional. It that is, is exceptional. It, yeah. Exceptional me. doesn't have to. Ex, exceptional doesn't have to be a positive. It is. It is an exception. It is outside the norm. It, yeah, yeah. And 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 we change norms. We drive to well, new ways of doing. Well, things. that's a human yeah. thing. But the U.S. valorizes that. The U.S tries to make a place for that in society in a way that, you know, other societies don't. We look at what we did with the guy that formed McDonald's. It was like, oh my God, look Ray at Croc. what he's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's who's arguably kind of a terrible person. Well and and to just briefly touch on the revolution before we move on, but like um yeah, you know, like like and the so the the British, the loyalists tried to to, to uh shake things up too. They tried different different tactics. And one of the things that uh was widely condemned that they did in the South was they basically offered emancipation to any slave who would abandon a, a patriot, you know, a, a rebel master and come fight for the British to, to maintain British sovereignty. Unfair. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, wait, you're doing what? <laughs> Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's... it's like you can't you can't go freeing the slaves as we're trying to fight for freedom. I mean, wait. For, for uh, their slavery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, it is... Um, so w- the hypocrisy was baked in even before we became a country. <laughs> yeah, and it is a culture. It is yeah. a cultural thing, and you'll see it. You know, people yeah. are shocked by it. Like, I have trouble with Uber because... Well, for a lot of reasons, but... <laughs> can we have the whole hour so we can talk about this? But just on the theory of it... Genre, the- genre one time drove a taxi, so he has thoughts about yeah. uber and i have thoughts about, about gig economies and about how how uber affects uh not just taxi services but transportation and how cities uh relate to to gig economies and how they how they insert themselves into local politics so they can so they can just while their way into into having better Better taxes or better or better parking laws or getting them, around regulation, getting around regulation or like safety things that taxis have to do. Yeah. It's 
but that, those those that, I do not disagree. But those regulations, because I'm sort of stuck in the mud and I'm older, I'm like, but you know, they they did background screens on taxi drivers for a reason. You yeah. know, they gave them um, hackney licenses for a reason. Yeah, their picture is in there for reason. You know, yeah, yeah. all that stuff happened for a reason. I and had to jump through a bunch of hoops to get my taxi license, which yeah. I had, which I had to renew every year. I had to give them stay in good. Conduct. Exactly. If I if I got into an accident or something, that would go on my record. There's a lot of stuff that you have to do to be a taxi driver and for safety. And that protects safety. your passengers. Yeah. And so it's a funny thing because I still kind of admire Uber for having done it. You didn't. I mean, that's. I'm trying to get to that dichotomy or Lyft. Oh, yeah, yeah. That in fact they came up with a way to change all of that. They catastrophically, you know, competition broke out, and. You know, it's kind of it's kind of American. It's kind of what we do. Well, yeah, yeah. that that is uniquely American. It is really it was really interesting and uh, and a, and had a very uh, a very strong effect on on what was going on. You could see and which it was incredibly negative. Yep. <laughs> and, yep, some yeah. cities didn't have good regs, and it was went a lot worse. Massachusetts tightened up the regs to some degree. Yeah, but you could see across the country, Airbnb. Oh, is another exactly. example. And look at the way it's driven up housing prices in cities in California, especially San Francisco. Driven up housing prices. Oh, in Boston. Uh, driven yeah. up housing prices. People prices. can't find homes. Uh, people rent. Uh, people that used to rent are getting kicked out of their homes so the so the owner can rent out their... Uh, can basically turn it into a hotel. Yeah, it's a, a, an unregulated hotel. Unregulated yes. hotel. And yeah. the poor hotel owners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, Hotel right. owner, I used to they're work facing, in a hotel too. They're, they're hotel. facing fixed costs that that the Airbnb people don't have to because they're paying for inspections fixed and costs. insurance. In Northampton, there's an extra tax for yeah. on hotels in the city the, of Northampton. The, yeah. the basic thing about that is that hotels have to prove that they're safe and okay to stay in before they get people in there. And Airbnb. They don't. If I want to, like, put my apartment or something on Airbnb, they're just like, "Cool, whatever," yeah. and they just come on in. And well, then if there's like a fire hazard or, or something, a wild party, or a wild, or or just like bed bugs. Yeah, if there's like bed bugs or something, then the only recourse the person has is to give a bad review. And plus, <laughs> if I tried to to rent a, something on Airbnb. No one would stay there because I don't have a white sounding name. It's incredibly racist, and you can't and you and they want you to have your I mean, picture. America on the, worst. Yeah. Well, and and also <laughs> they want you to have your picture on the website. So then most people that are of color trying to rent their Airbnb because they don't have money because. You know, systemic <laughs> racism. Be nobody stays there because they're black. Well, and th there's also the I have feelings. Uh, well, <laughs> and also like if if someone's renting out their home as uh, for Airbnb, like well, that's a private home. Are they required to submit to you know conform with public accommodations laws? Because hotels definitely are. A hotel can't say. I'm sorry, Mr. Roberts. Your skin is too dark to stay in our establishment. Yeah, no. You know, like, like you can't. It's hard yeah. to catch them at it. You cannot do that at yeah. a at a Hilton or a Hyatt or a Marriott or whatever. But you know, like, I can do that at my home, and, and who's going to stop me? Oh no, I've gotten a bad review. And oh. like I said, in uh, with with Uber and and Lyft, Lyft is not any better. No, not, it just didn't Lyft get the is headlines. a little <laughs> bit better because they're they're less rapey. <laughs> yeah, but um, opportunists we like yeah, to call it. <laughs> yeah, they so the with Airbnb they also have turf, uh, root turf groups instead of grassroots groups, and they get people uh, together. Astroturf, yeah, astroturf. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they get people together and they tell them go to your local, whatever, and try to get them to, um. Uh, like pass this regulation or take away this regulation because we want you to make more money and we want you to do this and it's like you're screwing people over man what the ah and they fell for it yeah, yeah. so i want to be mad too so here's when i could be mad yeah. out because i'm older so that um <laughs> so there's another part of the economy where they're doing job recruiting from the web yeah and it's not regulated because it's not in a location. And so they they basically try and recruit 
younger people to the IT world. Sure. And they've sort of caught them at it, a lot of the big um, recruiters, because they have the where they place their ads. Uh-huh. You know, it's sort of they're going for the youth person. And so the person like me would never even see the ad. Right. Because of where I travel in the web. And it's just, it's common practice right now. It's just a common practice. It's sort of like if you wanted to recruit an IT person and you went to the bookstore where they sell, you know, really high-end IT coding books. You know, you, you'd get a certain Makes sense. clientele because you were there. And it's happening sort of everywhere. I mean, it is, it, it sort of is the new normal that there aren't all the regulations and structures and mm. practices. And we could go right to Helsinki where... Mm-hmm. Trump meant with Putin, and yeah. nobody knows what was discussed. Right. Well, and I mean this, and this is unregulated, uncontrolled, unplanned for, un- well, whatever that word is. But I mean, and that's uh, you know kind of the 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 philosophical extreme of the Republican Party. You know, like regulation bad. So, you know, that's that's ultimately where you wind up with. But all those committees hotels. and commissions and National Security Advisor folks, they all want to know what's going on. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. They're I, not I, saying I, this. I agree. Is, yeah, I they're... agree. So, um, so we we got off on a little rant about Uber and, and Airbnb, <laughs> which are problematic. But I just want to apologize. <laughs> you don't have to. But uh, uh, and this is civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. By the way, thanks for listening. Um, so. But we were talking about Amy Chua, and I mentioned Emil Durkheim and sort of like the mechanical versus the organic solidarity. Like, we're all the same versus we all have, like, specialized roles, but we accept each other and whatnot. Now, it's— Working towards some common goal, whatever that is. Right. And and, uh, that's a a thing that's kind of unique about America is, like, we're a nation that's held together in part by our ideals, you know. By chewing gum and— Well— Duct tape and string and wax. Well, so so it's— easier to like hold people together through what's through the quote-unquote uh mechanical solidarity because it's like well we all are basically agreeing and things like that so we're not fighting about arguing about a lot of things because we all have shared values and interests but then it's also very easy to sort of wind up with the you know and that's why we have to burn uh uh uh, goody brown as a witch because clearly you know she put a hex on my cow oh yeah that makes sense okay let's go get her you know group think yeah Yeah, exactly and and you know, like that's a that's a peril. So of we humans. struggle against that here in the, the U.S. Well, we do and we don't. But I, I guess what I, I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm the observation I just have is like I think that in a very basic level, and this isn't necessarily just mapping between political parties, but I think sort of the right left dichotomy in this country is the people who are like interested in Trump are the people who are like believers in basically. Uh, uh, mechanical solidarity. It's like, you know, immigrants are bad because they're not like us in various ways. And, you know, we want people who think the same as we do and look the same as we do and, you know, prayed at the same church that we do and whatnot. And, you know, the, 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 the wacky liberals with our, you know, multicultural tolerance stuff that, you know, we don't necessarily actually live up to or, you know, necessarily do right. But nevertheless, the, that's sort of the, the organic solidarity. And like, I think in a real sense, like the struggle in our in our political system is like these two different views of like, how do we hold a nation together? You know, it's I think I think it's it, on a basic level, it, it can be that profound. And, you know, there's it it's 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 tough because in a, in a way, like, you know, what's the difference between them? I mean, it's like when you say, well, if we all have shared values, you know. Like if we all believe in goal. like goal, I said a shared goal. So or we a are attacked. Goal. Yeah. We're attacked. They hit Hawaii. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a whole it's a whole different world, and that's that's a lot of group. You know, sort of that group dynamic stuff and yeah. social dynamism. But um, well, there was a a, a professor. I don't fully accept that Republicans well, are. You oh, know, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not trying to just. But you did kind of say that, and Democrats are no, no. I said right different. and left. I, I actually, oh, okay. I actually try to say like it's not as simple as like Democrats and Republicans, but it's sort of the right. Sorry, and I the translated. Left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because it tends to go that way, but it's it's the same way. Like as I as I've mentioned before, like when I was working for dogs Queen, must succeed, cats must fail. Well, when I worked for Clean Water Action twenty years ago. You know, like we were interested in cleaner, better water and, and shutting down polluting power plants, you know, that burned coal and created, you know, contributed to air pollution and asthma across the state. You know, that's what we cared about. Good stuff. Good stuff. And it's like, hey, you know, like like you're for public health. You're for people not dying, obviously. Well, it depends what the cost is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but 
you know, you know, it wound up being like, well, this is the these are the issues we're we're pushing on, and you know, we're we're pushing. And who are the politicians who will work with us? Well, the ones who are most enthusiastic are all Democrats, and the ones who are most hostile are all Republicans. So I guess we're going to talk to the Democrats, and we're going to endorse the Democrats because they're the ones who will work with us. Yeah. And yep. and you know, and it's. It's it's you know it becomes a chicken and egg thing where it's like you know if you believe in this stuff and all the people who agree with you are you know on this political spectrum or belong to this party then you know it tends to consolidate but but you also wind up with the problem of like you know like I'm pretty sure you know even the most hardcore Republican likes the idea of not breathing polluted air yeah. of not of, of drinking safe water <laughs> and, and like, you know, let me make a theory it's just like, a, a hypothetical but you know western mass here it is kind of polarized oh yeah and and i would love to hear more you you've talked mentioned that before i'd love uh, to hear you talk more about like ways you've experienced that well we some... can do that with when um our special guest is here next week jay flightman because he can oh, speak yeah. to it very profoundly yeah well you but, can talk about it too and we, uh, yeah. we gotta we're gonna take a break in a few minutes but like maybe in the second half of the show we'll, we'll wander yeah. over to that topic so um i forgot what i was gonna say now oh <laughs> so in western mass were you doing clean water here in western mass or you oh yeah in mm-hmm. Boston? right out of the northampton office yeah because i think sometimes too that this is a very interesting area mm-hmm. and um Sometimes people get more polarized and can be less diverse in their views. Mm-hmm. They show less moderation because there's sort of an under siege mentality. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the organic, was it organic? Organic versus mechanical. Yeah, in that when you're a little bit under siege, you sort of hunker down and stick with your, you know, you stick with the <laughs> with the team that's in the foxhole with you. Yeah. And so maybe some of it is that as well. Because I would say in Boston, I I can't imagine that you wouldn't get across the board responses from uh, all kinds of different people so we, you know uh, i i mostly the when i the people i was talking to when i was out canvassing were were receptive were positive yeah. but i remember there was one fellow who worked for uh, uh, a power company utility and he's like you guys are totally wrong and i'm like what do you mean you oh, know you're you're scaring him about his job yeah. right exactly and he's just like look we have pollution credits and stuff like that so you guys like you're 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 full of crap and i'm like so and yes, there don't are, do carbon credits. Oh my God, what a scam! Well, <laughs> in my opinion, sh- well, but just the 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 idea of like you know, but he that's what he'd been told probably. Well, yeah. and and the and and here here's the thing that I I remember like the analysis that Clean Water Action had done twenty years ago, anyways, was yeah no actually uh, the idea of like having pollution credits has reduced overall levels of air pollution. It's worked, you know, and that's and that's a good thing, but. Nevertheless, we do still, and this is a campaign that was successful. We do have like these five coal-fired plants here in Massachusetts, Salem. Yeah, yeah. And well, there was one in in West Springfield. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, or Holyoke. Yeah, yeah, the Mount Tom plant. Yeah, yep. and like, and that are contributing to air pollution in the state and levels of asthma and stuff like that. And they can do it because they've sold their, they've bought their credits. Right, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, like, overall, it created it's like the buying ec- somebody to go in the service for you. <laughs> right. Well, but I mean, it created the idea of them worked in that it created an economic incentive structure that encouraged other companies to bring theirs down. To bring theirs down, and that definitely worked. It like we said, like. You know, it, it reduced the overall levels of air pollution, and and he that that fellow I spoke to twenty years ago was not wrong. And you're still remembering it. Remembering it's right. great. But on the flip side, it's like sure, but that plant over on Mount Tom is still spewing out sulfur dioxide. <laughs> and you should see the color of the copper on my bird bird feeder. Right. Because of that, actually, it's getting better now because right. they closed what two years ago, I think. Finally, was it two? I think it was more than that, but two it, or three. It was it was winding down. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was winding down for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, like like the uh, the the move to close it. And this was like Bill Weld was governor, so um, just you know, fundamentally, it's still the problem is we have air pollution. So like, well, let's close down these plants. The pollution credits aren't a bad idea, but like, let's still recognize. I it. think they're a terrible idea, but that's okay. Well. <laughs> They were an idea that that worked in a time and place. Socialism. Anyways. Yeah, I'm. I'm. We so, must be ready to take a break, or I wouldn't have said that. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> social socialism is it has its place in things. You can't. Not everything works in the free market, but some things do. Um, I, I, as a small business owner, I do believe in free markets and in free enterprise. Um, but anyway, it is time for us to take a break. Uh, so Jama stops glowering at me. Um, <laughs> So, uh, mentioned socialism, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> really take a long break so I can think about my argument. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
So this is uh, Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. We're going to take a short break, play a few uh, PSAs, uh, promos, and IDs, and then we'll be back with more political... Uh, well, one of us is speaking nonsense, and it's probably me. So <laughs> but we'll be back with that in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Blue Streak. I'm the host of the show with BS, the newest edition to the WXOJ lineup. You can hear us Mondays at 11 p.m. For the best overnight radio you'll ever hear on a, on a Monday night, we'll talk about everything that's relevant to us. Music, movies, TV, games, and whatever else happens to spill out of the piñata that is my head. Monday nights, 11 p.m. here on XOJ. For all the music and news that nerds can use, it's the show with BS on WXOJ. Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, DJ Vinyl Scratch, on the warm heart of Africa. From Cape Town to the Congo, Marrakesh to Mogadishu, and to the New World and beyond, we explore the best in pop music from Africa and the Afro diaspora all across the globe. Once again, that's 7 to 9 p.m. every Wednesday, only on Valley Free Radio. Press start to continue. Video game remixes, nerdcore, hip-hop, and chiptunes from across the internet. Tune in every Monday night from 9 to 11 on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. And check out Facebook.com slash Start to Continue for links to show notes, random game news, and podcasts of previous episodes. Press Start to Continue. All a nerd needs to know. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, it's still me, Mike Dow, with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake, and we're sort of going to... Exceptional gonna... Americans all. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exceptionally what? I'm not going to say. <laughs> Eccentric, uh, entrepreneurial, have strong opinions. <laughs> I don't um, know. Shall I go on? <laughs> I used to, uh, uh, given the, my love for my sound of my own voice, narcissistic's on the table. <laughs> But um, but somehow it all works. I, that's the amazing. See, that's that's the amazing thing. Yeah. Well, thank maybe it, it doesn't. I don't know. Thank God you guys are here to shoulder the load. Um, so I think she she uh, she was talking about the country. Oh, <laughs> I re I stand by my statement. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah, it is. It is. Like I said, it's weird, and the and it. You know what? It, the last thing I'll say about this before we go on, it it is. The, the American experiment literally is the crazy idea that just might work. Yes. That's what it is. It's like it, there were a bunch of slave owners just sitting around and saying, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't, we don't like this. Listen, I got this plan. Well, <laughs> let's burn everything down. <laughs> we'll take this th ideas from all these random cultures and stuff including the indians we'll put it in a blender what's a blender i don't know we'll put this is 17 put it in a whatever we'll the put it in a churn. churn we'll smash it up pour it out into a whatever and there's our constitution what's a constitution shut up yeah this is this is now my headcanon for right for for the american revolution though not all of them were slaveholders no no just a lot of them are i'm gonna focus on that yeah but john adams wasn't you know, some good guys from Massachusetts weren't. Just saying. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love. I really love my home state. I'm. I like <laughs> it here too. Yeah. So. And he didn't think much of political parties, but we'll read that quote next week. When oh yeah, that, that was that yeah. was that Jay Fleitman is yeah. here to talk about republicanism and Western Mass. Right. So. So I want to. I'm pivoting a bit, but trying to stay sort of in the general gist of what we've been talking about heretofore. Um, there was that uh, uh, already quite notorious press conference in Helsinki after the meeting between President Trump and President Putin, um, which a lot of people have been uh, upset about. And uh, I think uh, maybe years from now, someone listening to this might not remember the details. But basically, they had a private meeting uh, for a couple of hours, and then they came out and gave a press conference. And it included such moments as someone from the press asking uh, uh, President Trump, uh, to, you know, did you did you give the President Putin a hard time for interfering in the elections of 2016? And Trump basically saying... It was ambiguous, yeah. At, at best. It was basically like, nah, 
yeah, like I said it, but he gave a really strong denial. So and it could have and it could have been anyone. It could have been others. Right, his exactly. usual. Exactly. <laughs> Instead I, of, uh... <laughs> I I can tell you this. I don't know why it would be Russia that was interfering, and it's like really. So, um, so one thing I, I want to say. Here's here's a thing. I'm you know give me a moment here. Um, so is just that. Um, there's certainly uh, uh, a lot of talking, especially on the left, where we're sort of rubbing our hands with glee at the idea of, like, you know, the Mueller investigation coming out. And, you know, is it going to be that, like, we're going to find a smoking gun of, like, Trump and Putin striking a deal and Trump's a Russian agent or whatever? You know, and sadly, we can't rule that out. Like, like that is not something that we can definitively rule out, but it is certainly not proven. There's, there's details that make me think it's perhaps plausible, but it is far far from proven and and the people who are skeptical are have have every reason you know perfectly justified in being skeptical about it so i don't want to sort of get into that whole like like conspiracy mongering you know even if it turns out to be a a legit conspiracy i don't want to get into that um you know this isn't about like like trying to uh, uh come up with nefarious reasons for for trump and putin to be in business together or whatever um, Did you say money? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, we weren't going to speculate. Wait, there's money? Where? <laughs> I'll, I'll take some money. You have money? I'd love some money. <laughs> Was it full of the money? Yeah. yeah. We'll but, see. I guess right. we'll see, right? Right. Ex- exactly. <laughs> I mean, like like Donald Trump's history certainly makes it plausible to think that, you know, he might do something terrible for a lot of money. But, but we don't actually know. And I certainly... Let it play out. Let Mueller do his job. Right. L- 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 <laughs> let it play out. I, I want the truth to come out. I'm suspicious about what the truth is, but I want the truth, the actual truth to come out. I want to know. I want it something that everybody believes right. and is sure. Right. Because that will help our country. Right. And, and you know, and if, to my amazement, you know, it turns out it's all smoke and no fire, well, I may have a hard time accepting that. But, like, in the end, because, you know, I'm partisan, too— but in the end, like if it's like, no, here's we've done the investigation and here's what we found and this there's nothing, then it's everybody around him, but it's not him. Right. Or something like or, that. Or, yeah, or whatever, then okay. You know, like yeah. like let's You'll move, accept it. Right. Let's move on. But um the 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 thing I think is worth mentioning about all this and getting back to our discussion about like how do we come together as a country? What holds us together and what are the approaches? Fear and suspicion? Fear. No. <laughs> Well, obviously. Some days. Yeah. Well, some days. And, you know, and and talking about, like, the creative chaos and the sort of the— Destructive the, creative chaos. And yeah. the, 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 the sort of the biological equilibrium metaphor I used earlier. Gaia. Yeah. yeah. Well, or, or like cells or whatever. Like, you know, uh, we as a society, you know, there are times when we have to be paranoid and suspicious and hostile and times when we don't. Because sometimes they actually are after you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it like like—, like the U.S. does have potentially hostile relationships. We're not at war, but we do have other countries that view us negatively. And we have done some things that we're not very proud of as a country. At we times. have done a ton of things that we have done as a country, both uh, abroad and in our own country. Yeah. Um, you know, like like just just look at like uh, how we've treated people of color since before we became a country. All the the, the terrible uh, uh, sexist things we've done, uh, the the oppression of half the population. All kinds of things. American Indians, yeah. It goes on. It goes on, yeah. But we are still a nation of very interesting diversity. And um, the book that I was reading, it's actually one of the points is that we're unique in some ways because we really don't hunker back. I mean, people think the you know white evangelicals are hunkering back to take back the country. But the truth is well, we're really I, I big. I think they are. I, I agree with it's that. It's a really big country. And when you really look at the way things are going and all the different places that they're going, I mean, when you really look at it across the board and sort of not. There's a lot more than just like a couple of groups <laughs> fighting over things. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge country. And there's a, it's, it, is, it is a melting pot. It really is. And it, it's, it's interesting seeing there's a lot of evidence on both sides of that but it's just sort of like we forget sometimes i think you were saying about um in russia not having a big demonstration and i was saying tiananmen before we went on the air tiananmen square right i mean which 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 was a a a brutal crackdown and massacre so in china yeah in china yeah back in 89 i think yeah so um i guess all right so here's the thing uh the the point i want to make so uh 
let's set aside for a moment all the conspiracies and speculation about President Trump and his campaign. Let's, you know, assume for the moment that things really are as as so far we can prove and as, you know, the Trump campaign maintains that uh, in the end, uh, they didn't actually coordinate with Russia. They didn't make some kind of corrupt deal. And they just went out and campaigned as best they could, and they won. They won. And on uh, economic issues is their argument, right? Well, yeah. and and uh, that doesn't in any way, di- you know, uh, uh, undermine or, or or discount the idea that like Russia was trying to influence the election. I mean, oh, he said he was in favor of Trump, right? That was yeah. in the press conference. He, he flat out said, like, did you want? <laughs> did you tell people in your government to help Trump get elected? Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, so like, I think we can take Putin on his word on that. But so. So the question is not like uh, uh, I'm also not interested in like you know did Russia was Russia the straw that broke the camel's back maybe you know it in a way it doesn't matter it's like great moments in history or horrible moments in history there's was it multifactorial or yeah, yeah, like yeah. That? yeah yeah there's, yeah there's there's uh, there's a bunch of things that come together and somebody takes advantage of it because they see it right you know it, it it's it's it's, opportunism at its <laughs> you know unless you've got something like the 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 meteor strike at the end of the cretaceous period the, between the cretaceous and the tertiary period you know one factor isn't the whole thing you know <laughs> did you see that note i'm sorry i'm digressing um smithsonian only article. i get to do that <laughs> <laughs> there was a smithsonian article today that was really good smithsonian magazine and it's about how there was a huge drought 4200 years ago or 6000 years ago and and they're using it it's just sort of a i mean it's known but it's sort of you mean in the southwest that led to the uh, the collapse of the uh, the anasazi well they're talking about almost a, a worldwide drought oh yeah it's very interesting but there's just a just a reference in my notes for tonight but anyway sorry i had to digress no no i i'd I'd love to hear more about that because that may have had some effect on which civilizations and where and yeah absolutely all All, all of these things matter you know uh uh uh, environmental factors are important you know like like mohenjo-daro and the other civilizations of the ancient indus valley in part appear to have fallen away or, or collapsed because of deforestation yep the all those and they couldn't cope with it and so forth but yeah. anyway so set that aside for a moment <laughs> yeah, so what's our catastrophe I, I, well no i <laughs> i want to focus i want to try and actually get this point in here so um Sorry. genre did you okay no okay so baba buoy <laughs> <laughs> thank you so just um, set aside all the 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 the, the suspicions Michigats. And, and the Michigats and 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 the trying to trying to trying to like figure out how many Russian angels danced on the head of an electoral pin or whatever you know like like those discussions may be may be worth having but I'm not trying to have that one put right a now. pin in that let's go right. to right so my point is just like Vladimir Putin said and I you know I take him at his word about this that. You know, he wanted Donald Trump to win. He preferred Trump to Clinton. So um, the United States has a long history of interfering in other people's elections, too, often for very, very selfish reasons or like, we've got to help, you know, United Fruit Company. So get rid of that guy and put in this guy kind of thing. Or we like the Shah, we like Saddam Hussein. Right, exactly. Like Noriega, the, shall I go on? This, this Mossadegh guy, he's got, <laughs> he's got to cost us money. So, But there's also... You know, we, we, we tried politically messing around with countries behind the Iron Curtain as well. And uh, that wasn't just uh, a, you know, cold-blooded, like, we're, like, we're one power block, there are no other power block, and we're fighting. It was also about, like, we believe in self-determination. We believe in people having the liberty to have some say in their governments and, and speak up for themselves and, you know, and, 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 you know, spout off with drunken opinions in, in public and not being sent to a gulag. So not just dogs should succeed, cats must fail. You're saying that there's actually a higher... I, I'm saying that that certainly, I think, is part of the story. We believe that. Well, I think As it's... U.S. I think Americans. it's part of the story some of the time for the U.S. Yeah. You know, and like, so why did we, you know, when we pushed things in that ideological struggle of the Cold War, sometimes it was just about brutal corporate profit and that sucked. But there were times when it was also about like... The we're, people. Right. We're, we're pushing this. And, um, and to me, there's no better sign that uh, the United States, for all its enormous flaws, at least occasionally does better than other countries is if you look at uh, a, 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 a f- like a famous event like the March on Washington in 1968 led by Dr. King and 
you know, John Lewis and all these other... Gazillion million people. Right. A hundred thousand people, I think, yeah. showed up at the National Mall. And they heard this speech. And it, you know, when it wasn't like a direct, like, the government must be torn down. But it was nevertheless a, a, uh, an indictment. It was uh, very pointed and, and yeah, direct. A condemnation of how the nation was behaving and a call for change and a call for action. And there's never been anybody sort of leading that kind of march to Red Square in Moscow. Or Tiananmen Square. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, oh, well, they tried well, it in, in Tiananmen <laughs> Square and it turned into a massacre. But I mean, Yeah, I you saw know. those tanks with a young man there with his yeah. briefcase. Alexander Solzhenitsyn didn't, <laughs> didn't lead a big rally in Red Square protesting, you know, uh, the problems of the Soviet Union. Or People whatever. escape from the Soviet Union with their barely with their lives. Well, look at right. the Novichok right. stuff that's going on right, right. now in well, Britain for or, the or, or, Russian spy. Or, or look at the long the forty years in East Berlin with the Berlin Wall. It's like people, you know, were willing to go to great lengths and risk their lives to get out, and people were being killed rather than let them escape. So, so that's all real. Um, so, I think it says a lot that. Vladimir Putin looked at Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and said, you know, in the end, and, and, you know, again, there's plenty of complaints to make about Hillary Clinton and her politics. But nevertheless, he said, like, I want the guy who thinks like I do. Trump and I are enough in sync that I want to promote his values. Unless he just wants the U.S. to fail. Well, I'm he sure could he does. Just, I mean, it. it why Putin would want him over somebody else could be but a I, I couple think of reasons. Because you could sure. just want to destabilize the country. But I think also— Turn the military on but, its head. But part of the reason also why he was, he's put promoting Trump, and part of the reason why I think Trump is destabilizing the country, is he, is he has this view of America that is Durkheim's mechanical solidarity. It's like we're Americans, and it's, it's kind of we're white. We're not immigrants from asshole countries— and, you know, that's part of why he's trying to, like, discourage uh, uh, people coming and seeking asylum and closing the borders and sending ICE around to arrest people and taking kids away from their parents and uh, taking uh, uh, ending programs where, you know, immigrants join the military and could earn citizenship through their loyal service to the country and saying, like, nope, you guys are out. We're not doing that anymore. You know, like, that is a view of America as sort of as as purely tribal, like. We're Americans, and they're not. And the and other, we're going to keep this for us, right? And the yeah. the mechanical view is like you know, some guy from Mexico, like my father-in-law, can come here and start a restaurant and become a citizen and have a thriving business, and that's great. It's great for all of us, right? And I, I and I think that's great for all of us. And Trump, in the end does not want that. And I don't think, that, and Putin, I think, feels the same way. Like, he doesn't See, want a I multicultural Russia. Either. I think you're wrong about Trump because Trump will take advantage of anyone. And as well, you probably, <laughs> as you well know, a lot of his businesses depended on immigrant labor. So it's very interesting that he's it's, causing problems for other companies that have trouble right now hiring people because well, they shut down the visa program. and they limit. He depends on exploiting immigrant labor. Well, that's, uh, that's I think, what I said, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. but well, the the other thing uh, about that is we're not talking about someone that uh, thinks thinks on that level. It he his 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 businesses uh, required immigrant labor or uh, required um, cheap labor, but he's not going to think uh, about that in terms of a wider picture. Uh, it's not going like this isn't going to affect him a lot directly. He's not going to think about other businesses that need immigrant labor. He's j uh, unless it's going to directly affect the Trump brand, then I don't think he's really. And they did up the that. visa count by well, two hundred thousand exactly. after his own hotels couldn't hire people in well, and, Florida and, and elsewhere. And it's one thing to say like, oh yeah, I like cheap immigrant labor. It's another thing to say, and I can't wait for them to become citizens and start voting. Yeah, that's a different issue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> completely. Oh, and I'm getting... Oh, geez, yeah, right. Okay, so uh, I guess we have to wrap it up here. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. at least I got you to admit that we're exceptional. Yes. Because <laughs> you guys, I, you, I've tried to get you to admit that before, I, but... I, really? I, I, and I don't mean us. I mean, you know, I, the I, big U.S. I honestly, like, I really love the United States. And, like, I... I, I mean, thinks thou does protest? No. No, uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Dude, dude has the has the option to get get the hell out, and he hasn't. Yeah, so it's true. 
Yeah. That's that I, people that have the absolute ability to just leave that don't you have to stand I, beside me when you measure I my get, size. Yep. I yeah. get I, I give them a little bit of respect. Oh, yeah. Well, so. and and um but we uh, should yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I've, well, it's just the last thing. I've certainly mentioned problems like, you know, like the like the reasons why we have the Black Lives Matter movement, for example. You know, uh, there are a lot of problems in the U.S. Um, and but I don't... But you'd rather live here than anywhere else. Well, not only do I want to live here, also, like, I want to change the U.S. so that it's as good as I have it for everybody. That's what I want. I don't want it to be good for just me. And I don't want it to be miserable. I don't, you know, I don't want to stop living in, in, in peace and comfort. That's great. I just think, hey, let's share the wealth. And so that's why I'm kind of lefty, because in the end, I'm like, well, I've got enough. So let's start spreading it around. But we can talk about that more perhaps next week or Yeah, whatever. with Jay Flightman, who's going to be our special guest. So yes, indeed. Be fun. He's a, he's, uh, uh, Jay Flightman is a, a local physician and a columnist for the Daily yeah, Answer Gazette, right? ringleader in the Republican Party. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be fascinating. Yes, it will. It'll be good. All right. So anyway, we do have to wrap up uh, Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, coming up next this evening, we have Subculture, uh, Table of Contents, and OK Asia. So a great lineup of music taking us into the wee small hours of the night. I should also mention that uh, if you're not listening to us on the radio or streaming us on valleyfreeradio.org, you can listen to us. Wait, the podcast. I'm this doesn't make sense that me telling people about the podcast they're listening to. It does. If they missed uh, the first half, if they uh, want to hear some of our points again, uh, any, 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 anyone that would like to uh, relive my Can't ranting about the gig, gig economy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if someone wants to download it and uh, use it against us later, yes. then uh, our podcast is posted on Sunday mornings. Usually this week I, kind of missed out on it but usually sunday morning uh and uh uploaded can... to itunes stitcher spotify google play and so many other places links on our twitter and our facebook go up as well and of course uh valley Free, uh sorry not valley free radio valleyfreeradio.org is our, our the lovely station but civilpoliticsradio.com has links to the show and our dedicated search engine and so much more so uh oh and i've i've definitely gone over so uh that's all for civil politics tonight uh thanks for listening subcultures coming up next good night this show is part of the planetside productions network for more information please visit www.planetside.pro and thank you for listening